yum yum eat him up ah manita i love man ah yum 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 80s 80s it's the 80s on the brave pad den and brave presents 80s weekend boys only sorry girls leave those bikinis at home because you're gonna eat us if we do we can't trust them the only music we talk about on this show is from the 1980s. It's 1983. The year is 1983. January 1st, the migration of the ARPANET to TCP slash IP is officially completed. This is considered the beginning of the true internet. <laughs> Stick around for more 83 facts. We're going to get 83 facts on the show? So, 83 uh, that's facts. That's one. That's my guarantee. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a break. <laughs> More after this break, uh, guys. We did. You just did. You just hear the '80s uh, podcast, guys? Because we put it out. We we uh, did something called tracks on tracks on tracks, or fan favorite uh, format. And uh, we did 1980 to 1982. We broke down our favorite songs that hit number one on the Billboard charts. And then we broke down emotionally and said, "We need to switch it up." We said that format is too quick. We're not giving enough proper care for our favorite decade. And who are we? We're the '80s babies, <laughs> and I'm and I'm Bra- Bravey Brand, and I'm Danny Dan, and I'm Goo Goo Gaga Davey '80s baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're switching up the format a little bit for this one. We're gonna go in order. Of how the songs appeared on the Billboard chart. Right. From the first month uh-huh. to the last month. Actually, from the first week to the last week. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that order because it's, it's very not confusing. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. And there's already a Wikipedia article for it. <laughs> yeah, so you can follow along. Uh, uh, boot up your Wikipedia tablets. We're going off of the Billboard Hot 100 charts. I know you you probably are familiar with some of the other charts out there. Yeah, the uh, the foreign black charts, the um, domestic black charts, the on the rise charts, the slipping away. Oh, they may may never come back charts. And after we go week by week, we we are going to still make our favorite picks. We're going to make our. Each we're going to make our favorite top three songs. We're going to pick our least favorite song, and we're going to pick the most surprising appearance. Yeah, the thing, uh, the the track that made us go (laughs) shocking, shocking. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then we're also going to talk about some trends. We're going to link some songs together and say, hey, they kind of did a similar thing there. Yeah, we're going to see when the '80s actually really cemented themselves as the 80s as opposed to you know in the last episode we talked about how there was still that, that hangover from the, say, the yeah. 70s from the 70s from the 1970s country yeah, we're getting in the meat of it the cheese of it if you will the, the meat 19- and the cheese the meat and That's the right. cheese of the 1980s Ooh, yes. we're here we are here and speaking of here mm-hmm. you know let's put the politics aside okay and let's talk about edward snowden for a second because <laughs> You know, Edward Snowden, no matter what... Was he born in the 80s? He was. No matter what you think about him, okay. he was born in the 80s, and he was brave. And we are Snowden right now. And we are... Snowden brave. Yeah. So we're Snowden brave. 
Yes. It's snowing outside. It's for, snowing yeah. outside. Guys, yeah, we did it. Good thing we uh, we flipped our pajamas right inside out. Oh, that's right. And Dave still has his on just to make sure the snow keeps going. Yep. No school tomorrow or today. <laughs> or ever again. Thank God, because I didn't finish my paper. What was your paper on? It was on 80s. <laughs> I got my paper ready to go. Dave, what do you normally wear to bed? Uh, I usually wear nothing on the bottom and some a little bit on the top. <laughs> kind of like your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Like a really uncomfortable so way to sleep. Just a little bit on the top. A little bit on the top. So just like a guinea tea? Or you can't call them in that Not anymore? Even a, uh, but a shorter guinea tea, so it goes above my like nipples. Like a tube top. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. A, yeah, like a half shirt and dick out. Not even half shirt. Like, like a, a Daffy Duck. A one sixteen shirt. Donald Duck. Yeah, a Darnold. Donald Duck. It's a Donald Duck. Dan, what do you wear to bed? Um, just boxers usually. Really? Just yeah. boxers and shirtless? Yeah. Do you usually really? Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I'm only underwear usually. Yeah. I have a question for real. Yeah. Um, do you go dick out or dick in? Of the boxer hole? Yeah. No. Do you like Charles Dickens? Or Charles Dick outs? Yeah. Um, more of a dick out guy. Honestly, I'm a bigger dick out fan. Um, so you know. I'll start the night out, you know, with you know everything tucked away nicely and really, really packed in there. And by the end of the night, every day I wake up, my dick is always out somehow. Is it true? Sure. <laughs> sometimes it happens to me. I'm, I'm my shocked dick. by that. Or, really? Or only balls out. That's <laughs> no, no, I'm not Whoa. shocked that his dick is out. I'm shocked that he sleep like I, I. You thought he'd be like a full pajama. Well, I thought maybe that, but I, I can't. With I don't, a don't wake daddy hat. <laughs> um. <laughs> a ker- kerchief? Is that what you call that? Was oh, the hat? Me and that was like a, a soft no, party wait, hat. Way, hold on, this, 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 I'm, I think I'm way off. Wait, wait. A what soft is it? party hat. Yeah, yeah me, a soft me, party hat. Me and my kerchief from um, like the the Christmas time. Uh, oh, from like Ebenezer Scrooge. Me and my kerchief and and her and her hat or so. Never mind. I don't. Is this from? No, I have half a thought. I, <laughs> from which Christmas song is this from? No, not a song. Like the. Uh, <clears throat> Like the famous Christmas like poem. What am I thinking of? Like oh, was the night before so, Christmas. Yeah, there's like a line where he says, "And me and my kerchief." What is a kerchief? I think it's just a, a handkerchief. handkerchief. Oh, why did I think it was like his hat? <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's where he, he keeps all his snot. No, it's not where I keep. <laughs> ooh, where I keep my snot before I go to his bed. Maybe it started as a kerchief, and then when they started holding them, they said handkerchiefs. Do you guys think there should be other holidays allowed besides Christmas? <laughs> I mean, during this time of year, all, all year round. Because this time of year, I don't think so. <laughs> all year. Do you think that the year is too backloaded on holidays? We got uh, Halloween. Yeah. We got Thanksgiving. We got Christmas. If, yeah, it's like a big all caboose at the end of it, right? It's a big yeah, ass they, booty. They just shove them all in there. <laughs> I think we need to split it up. There needs to be more going on in the springtime. I, I do kind of agree with that. I think it needs to be more spread out. Yeah, because like St. Patty's Day, Earth Day. That's not even for everybody. It's just for Irish people. And yeah. they, we know that's like the least populated country in the world. Yeah. The, yeah, the Thanksgiving straight into Christmas doesn't make any sense. It's too nah. too much family time. And get this, Way too much yeah. family time. Christmas into New Year's, one week apart. Yeah. That's insane. Also insane. Yeah. What about this, though? Alternate theory... <clears throat> You're saying that Thanksgiving, Christmas, too much family time. More of an excuse to just see them once. You're like, I can't make it out twice. 
Here's another thing I thought about too. True. In a month, I can't do it twice That's a month. True. If 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 it was six months apart, I would do it. Oh oh, you're saying it's better because you don't want to see your family as much. Yeah, you can. Yeah, if that's how you, if I, that's how you. It's a longer gap you, of time. If without you hate seeing your them. family, hey, this is if you hate your. This family. is for our family haters out there. Yeah, if you love your family, we get it. Yeah, please Double tweet up. at us and tell us about your family situation. I thought about this. I see. I feel like the the more eating holidays are at the end of the year too. That's true. We go from Halloween. candy, yeah, to turkey, to turkey, to, to lots of different traditions. Yeah, we do seven. We do seven fish. At your home, uh, when I go to my uncle's, yeah, seven fish, really? Yeah, yeah. so it's a, like a red fish, like blue a, fish, yeah, green fish, one fish, two fish, and that equals seven. Two, there you three, go. four, five, six, seven. Love it. Let's get into the eighties. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> when Christmas started in the eighties, by Hallmark. <laughs> so, what's the first song we're gonna check out? So we we started the show with Man Eater because that oh, um, yum 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 is a mm, yummy men. Love men. Yeah. The, if you could is, uh, eat one man, who would it be? <laughs> oh man. Daryl Hall. Um, yeah. If I could eat one man, it, it would have to be some somebody juicy. Maybe somebody like pretty muscular. Mu- oh, oh, muscle no. gets. I thought, get, no, okay. I thought fat would be better than no, no muscle. Maybe like, I don't know. Terry Crews. See, but like a really fat guy, I think it would it would taste gross. So Terry Crews, yeah, like a Terry Crews. He's like I think. very. Yeah. He has a lot of. That's uh, actually yeah. That's a but great do you think it would be him. Him. like a Terry Crews? But do you think there would be too much of like an overcooked steak, and you need something leaner? Mm. Is that a black joke? Oh my God, Jesus! <laughs> I don't know about this. Yikes! Yikes! In 1983, yikes! <laughs> <laughs> you know the catchphrases from the 80s. Yikes! Yeah, 1982 was Jinkies. Yow. <clears throat> So anyway, who cares about that line of questioning? Well, okay, I I, I can actually. You know what? I know who Daryl Hall would eat who? himself. I was going to save this tidbit for uh, really? a future feature, a future was, feature. Was but, he asked like um, on an, in an interview? Well, on the <clears throat> so on the cover of the album Rich Girl, where they're both in makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, Daryl and and John. Yes, uh, he says that he looks like the woman that he wants to date like he said that yeah about himself in the liner notes yeah like in a, no in an interview he says that looks like like the perfect woman that i want to date like himself wow. how did sarah feel God. about that <laughs> sarah's frown even, after that even more yeah. self-absorbed than i thought yeah Jeez. another fun f- so the reason we played uh man eater at the top was pl- why don't you put it back on while you say some of these facts whoa idea man i just thought You're of just a an idea man idea there he is. Pick up where we left off. There's the man-eater himself. So, uh, this w- was number one at the end of 1982 and carried over for two more weeks into the beginning of 1983. Right. Now, um, this has obviously become one of the biggest Hollow Note songs. Probably this... Oh, well, actually, I'm not going to say that because we may be playing a game at some point that involves that okay. information. But um, it features a saxophone solo. By their saxophone player, whose nickname is um, Mr. Casual. Really? That's, that's, Seriously? That's his nickname. <laughs> and with this song being number one for four weeks, it is the the longest hit of the 80s to feature a sax solo. No. Yes. Holy shit. The, uh, wait, are the, 
Of the 80s. Of the 80s? Yep. Wow. With, to so, feature a sax solo. Wait, the longest song on no, the charts. No, not like the longest song. Like, it runs at, ooh, and three minutes and 52 uh, okay. seconds. Okay, the longest song on the charts? Yes. A song, the song that lasted on the charts longer than any other song with a sax solo in the 80s. Okay, okay. I thought you meant the longest sax solo. <laughs> It's like, man, you did a lot of serious research. That's not casual. That's, oh, me. Brandon yeah. looked up every single's length and <laughs> it took him I, a year to figure this out. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, just a nice little tidbit there. I like that. Love this song. Um, I won't spoil anything regarding rankings later on, but this is, you know, we always talk about Hall & Oates. Love Hall & Oates. Love this song. This is just in terms of their songs at top three for me probably, really of all their songs wow. maybe, maybe top five not top, top ten maybe not top ten for me yeah, not, this song this song is just not one top of the ten. yeah I would uh, like, um, of all their songs yeah their, really yeah. yeah I love this song it's kind of one of the ones um, oh there's said sax solo um, it's one of the songs where I've heard it so many times I'll I'll probably never just put it on for my enjoyment uh-huh. if it's on yeah fine I like it's great it's all in notes but like this and You Make My Dreams, I won't put on for my pleasure. You won't put on? You make, no. Oh, okay. I mean, I still like it, for but it's his just pleasure. for my pleasure. Damn. Not for his pleasure. I, I, love, I love this song. I um, I will put on for her pleasure because I think it's a, it's a big feminist song, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a high, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not a misogynistic song, right? <laughs> uh... Anyway, I think it's cool, but I think it got. I wish it was a little bit more reggae. It has a little bit of that, like. You wish they would have laid back on the beat a little bit. You're yes, saying. Yes, I wish they did reggae it more up. Right. Anyway, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Great. Thank you. So, uh, what was next? What came out next? So this is the first song to fully be introduced in 1983. Correct. What was the song, and what was? This is Down Under by Men at Work, and it spent a solid three weeks on the chart, but yeah, may appear later. Really? Ah. And when did it get introduced to the uh, charts there, Danny? Uh, so this is so it's the third week, so January 15th, and then it leaves for now the week of January 29th. So these dates I'm saying is like the beginning of each week that it that, and, that and while that was happening, Canada and United States launched Jim Henson's Fraggle Rock, a worldwide program advocating peace. <laughs> Throwing some 1983 fun facts at, at, at the audience members. We're going to continue doing that. We've got a lot of stuff here uh, as well um, so, prepared. Uh, yeah, this now, is their second time on the charts, or sorry, topping the charts. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's a new wavish pop with a world feel. Mm-hmm. Bit of a police stylistic song. Yeah. A little bit of a reggae, a little bit of a pop. Yeah, from uh, from their album Business as Usual. Right. That's the name of their album. I think it's their their debut album, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it's auto- autobiographical, right? Right, because it announces where they are from. And there was a rule in the 80s that any international charting bands had to have a <laughs> song that explained what, where they came from. Right. Like, <laughs> and then later on for rappers. So but, that, right. <laughs> yeah. So that we knew that... Um, it, that they're okay. Yeah, they came at uh, no harm. No harm. Listen, I come from a man down... Wait, I come I mean, from a man down under. I come from a man no, down under. <laughs> I mean no harm. Technically true. Huh. They're, Beautiful. So they're, they're from, like, underwater, right? <laughs> that's that's what he's saying? Yeah. They're, they're from the ocean? Yes. It's like an Aquaman, like... I'm from below sea, sea level. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian from Little Mermaid was based on this. Right. 
Um, I read some like I think it was an interview with the uh, with the singer Colin Hay. He so hey. what he said. Hey, hey, Colin. Um, he said it's like hey, it's up? about celebrating Australia, but not in a nationalistic way. He he like he like emphasized that like if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's like it's darker than a lot of people think. Like it's more about the plundering of Australia's natural wealth for short term oh, gain. I did not. I did not pick that up. So it's no, kind of, nobody, no one So it's does. kind of like a born in the USA situation oh, where people yes. don't know. Y- yeah. Yes. Oh, do you think they like politicians? Politicians use this song like when they're running for <laughs> mayor of Australia or whatever. Okay, mayor of Australia. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, sure. don't. This is not about that. It's about something else that's darker. And they're running for Lord of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that they're ward? Is a ward of Australia? <laughs> Warden, because it's a big like jail, right? It was <laughs> sure. It was also written a year before the band actually formed. They wrote it a year before the band formed in Mel- Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, Colin Hay and Aaron, Aaron Strikert is his name. Yeah, love it. They wrote it before they formed the band. All right, those were they were men at work at writing songs. Yep. Good song. And speaking of sprawling continents. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Speaking of continents that people think are countries. <laughs> True. Africa by Toto. Right. Well, you have South Africa. That's a country. That's a country. Yes. South Africa. No, I'm saying country. people just think Africa is a country. Yeah, they're referring right. to South Africa every okay, time. So <laughs> that's actually <laughs> that's something I was thinking about because um, I feel like like people say, oh, like there's South American or Central American, mm-hmm. yeah. but no, most people don't say, oh, North American, unless they do in Europe, like where they don't know states. Like right. Maybe they don't know the breakdown as as like like in Australia. Are uh-huh. there provinces? Like we know that there are provinces in Canada, but I don't, I don't like. Australia. Is it just Australia and that's it? And I haven't cities? looked at their map in a while. I, I've gotta <laughs> they were do that again. People outside of the U.S. refer to the U.S. as the states. The states a lot. Right. So, but yeah, calling it North, yeah, referring to North Americans now. Yeah. Well. Definitely not. Um, Definitely So not. this spent one week on the chart. Okay. Um, and then after, I'm just going to say it now. So because this, maybe Australia is so powerful. And right. Because uh, Down Under came back right after this. So this only had one week at number one. And Down Under just came back and took uh, Toto's championship away from them. Right. And what do we, uh, what do we refer to that as? The Grover Cleveland Award. Effect. Award effect. Grover Cleveland Award. Uh, wait, so when did this uh, hit the charts, Danny? Um, <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, Fe- I'm going to... February, February 5th. February 5th. So, um... Hey, and actually on February 5th and 6th, the team of A.J. Foyt, Preston Henn, Bob Wellick, and Claude Ballow Lena won the 24 hours of Daytona in a Porsche 935. Whatever that means. <laughs> Some car shit, I think. All right, keep hitting us with the important facts. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> exciting. So Steve Lukather, uh, guitar player, founding one of the founding members of the band, was very. He's he has a little bit of a um, love hate relationship with this song. Uh, really, Toto is all session musicians that uh-huh. have played on more recorded music than anybody. Like, Pretty much, especially especially of this era. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think that's actually factual. I think that oh, they are wow. the most recorded musicians. Not th- There is a drummer that actually played on Bad that we talked about, but also mm. s- so did uh, some of the guys in Toto. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Steve Lukather basically said that they're... Um, 
like probably one of the most misunderstood bands in of all time. Really? <laughs> because he's like like people love Rosanna and Toto and they've done good things. That those songs have done amazing things for us, but we're so much more than that. And basically right. like fuck anyone who th- like he was very he's very antagonistic about Yeah, uh, like they're they're pop hits. Well, no, just that that like people don't understand like how much work they've put into the music industry and they're like, "Oh, the guys that wrote Africa, like uh, you know okay. what I mean? Like he's, okay. they've yes. done everything. They've done so much more than just their own songs that yeah. hit number one or ever high on the charts. Uh, I like this part <clears> of the song. I love it too. <laughs> it's so exotic. Um, this is band nerd, you know, hitting the big time. So mm-hmm. in uh, in high school, <laughs> me and Brandon uh, performed this. Aca- and me too. Aca- me too. Uh, you didn't off stage. <laughs> um, all right, to go behind the curtain a little bit, Dave actually auditioned for the jazz choir. I was going to say, it wasn't just Dan and I by ourselves doing, although maybe we should do an episode about that. <laughs> so, so, me and Brandon, I auditioned. Brandon was already in our high school's jazz choir. I auditioned, got in. Dave auditioned, did not get in, unfortunately. <laughs> And then later the next year, we got to perform this song, and it was really fun, especially without Dave. <laughs> well, yeah, I also I um, auditioned as a ba- uh, baritone or a, b- a bass. Yeah, you went outside of your vocal, <laughs> which point. is like made, I'm no nothing sense. close to a bass. <laughs> uh, so a little. Uh, you little can't fun, tell uh, my voice is very uh, deep on the podcast, though. So. And then actually, I, I got to bring this up because this memory kind of just clicked in my head. So we. Uh, God, maybe I shouldn't say. But it's actually, it doesn't matter. We had a um, visiting students from Africa. Really? Oh my God! Do you remember I this? Know exactly what you're gonna say. Yeah. And they were a choir, and they they sang, <laughs> they sang for us. They sang America, right? They, yeah, they sang America. Uh, they sang Three Little Birds, Bob Marley song, and then yeah. the, they attended a mass. And then outside the church... Well, you skipped the detail about their performance. So they performed Michael, and it was fucking awesome. They, oh, I only remember they, Three Little Birds. No, they did Michael. I think they... I want to say it might have been Billie Jean, and like somebody like led and did the dancing. I remember me and, okay, a, and a that's, few people, it's you back included, to I think it's coming like, back to me we now. We were going nuts. It was really good. I think I just buried the memory because of then. So, we, okay. th- and then... Outside the church, this was not planned at all. Yeah, but it was it. It was okay. Now you guys are going to perform Africa for the for the yeah. African students. It was, it yeah. was, and we just did it too. We just said that we were talking about the African students. We don't know, remember which country they were from. So, um, well, it yeah. was well meaning. Yeah, I guess, but still, just like it was just such an awkward, yeah, yeah. awkward thing to have had. Just a happened. very white school, white jazz choir. Well, we had like, Steve Charles, friend of the show, <laughs> guest on the show. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Let's keep it going. All right, yeah. So then we went. Like I said, we did uh, minute work after that for one more week, and then, nope, my Spotify was on shuffle. I am sorry. We have Patty Austin. And James Ingram with Baby Come To Me, which spent uh, two weeks on the chart. It was both their first uh, time on the charts. Sorry, first time on the number one charts. This is uh, week of February 19th and February 26th. Uh, We were just talking about Michael. Uh, The 26th is when um, Michael's, well, his Thriller album hits number one. Um, right, right, really? right around this time, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, the 26 on the U.S. charts. 
Um, I wonder if and then we're going to talk about some songs a little bit later. Sorry to spoil Ooh, that. Spoilers. I wonder if Michael gave them a bump. Because this sounds like a, thril- a thriller track. It's very like associated with Quincy Jones produced it. Right. And Rod Temperton wrote it. Yes. yes. Exactly. Who is a, a big uh, songwriter for Michael Jackson, especially on Thriller and Off the Wall. Mm-hmm. And it also features Michael McDonald on background vocals there. And uh, just, just right around this, not exactly on a date, but the same week, uh, the final episode of MASH airs. Setting a record for most watched television episode and reaching a total audience estimated at 125 million. Did you guys watch it too? Yep. Yeah, we were alive. Every TV counts. Every viewer counts. Now, this band didn't. It does not appear on uh, the number one Billboard Hot 100 list this year. But mm-hmm. right around this time, U2 releases their third album, War, which deb- oh. debuts at number one in the UK. And produces their first international hit single. That's that's at the end of February as well. What but, is that? Um, is that Pride? Is Pride on War? It's Boy, maybe. Oh, you know, it's War. I can't. I didn't. I don't know. The album know. was War, but the I'm saying it's Pride oh. in the Name of Love. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. It's a good question. Actually, I didn't. <laughs> should, should have included that probably, but I didn't. Anyway, this song is very cool. This is one of the songs that Beautiful. it wasn't. I wasn't as familiar with, honestly. Going going through this this list. Yeah, this yeah. is one of the songs where. Um, I knew it, but I Vocals had no here. idea who it was. This is James Ingram singing right yeah. now. Yeah, so good. Which should have known from uh, the other Michael McDonald song. Right. Yeah, it's it's smooth. It's adult. Yeah, it's great. It's pelvic thrusting. Um, what else? They're actually, if you see the video, they're both not lookers, but they got a lot of soul, and it makes up for it. And I think that's good. You know, it's good when someone who's not like. Just a, a perfect-looking person who hits the charts. It makes it seem like, you know, I can be great, too. That's to your aesthetic, Dave. To the everyday Dave. man. What's that? That's to your aesthetic, Dave. Well, I don't look at I mean, I look at it better than James Ingram. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll post- also, plus, Michael McDonald does the harmonies. We, I don't think we, he said it. Yes, we did, yeah, actually. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, moving on then. All right. Um, Keep it going. And here we go. It's Michael. What Uh, is this one? (laughs) This is uh, Billy June, and it spent seven weeks in in June, right? It was in June? William June. William June. Um, Oh, yeah, seven seven weeks on the chart. Almost. Almost the... uh... God damn, with the fucking spoilers. What? Okay. All what? I said was the word almost. <laughs> no one knows what, what I'm what I'm talking about. Uh, this is his second appearance topping the charts. It's an obvious go-to, but probably the coolest MJ song of all time. It's sleek. It's lean. It's alluring. It's mysterious. Yeah, Minimalistic no. instrumentation. Possibly nothing really like it beforehand. Yeah, and... Opposite of Man Maneater, even though this is a staple song, I will li- like this. I still can come back to this and enjoy it every time I hear. Every time I hear it. How can you not dance, Danny? How can you not do your little crotch grab every time a song comes on on the dance floor? I mean, there's. I could talk about this individual song for hours. <laughs> I, I, honestly, there's so much to say about just how this song has such an important part of just my life and just the the music I just became obsessed with when I started just getting really into music generally. Yeah. Um, 
I was thinking about it going through all, all these songs like this week. If I had to pick a song that I've probably listened to the most times of any song I've ever listened to, it's, it's probably this one. Huh. If I had to, like, I know that's kind of an insane claim no, to make. I think that, that's valid. But, like, that makes it, sense. It, it's probably this song. It would, I mean, I would I would say that's not far from possibility for me, too, just yeah. because of how long I've. Right, exactly. And then, to it. and then in high school, we all, Dave started it, but then I finished it. We scored this song. What's mm-hmm. the correct terminology that we charted? Arranged. We arra- arranged. That, yeah. That's the word. Arranged so, it. We put this to uh, to sheet music, the entire thing, which was a fun little project for me. I got to uh, explore uh, arranging and a little bit. Explore the... a skill you never went back to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you handed the, the chart over to our uh, band director, you did a little moonwalk, too. A little moonwalk of victory. <laughs> That's right. And what, one of the amazing things about this song is it really shows Michael's talent, not even just as a singer and and performer but as a musician because if, especially the original demo uh-huh. of the song like everything is there like he this is it's just him yeah. all over it um, yeah, the, the whole arrangement down yeah and uh and it's a cool song but it, I, I don't like that it jock the drum intro of the No Doubt song <laughs> that's the only thing I, a little it's a it pisses um, me off a little bit it pisses me off every time you bit. hear it on the radio you get psyched that you're gonna hear bum 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 what song right. is that? Uh, hella, hella good. Hella yeah. good. Keep on dancing. Which I think I might like more than this song <laughs> uh, at this point, just because I've heard it like a million times. Uh, I actually probably am hoping for to hear that song instead, because I don't hear it that often. It would be nice to hear it every so yeah, often. Yeah, a nice little change up. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. Yeah. Guys. Bring us back to the old country. Oh, um, just to uh, something important I forgot with while that song was charting. Yeah. Um, uh, in March, compact discs go on sale in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah. They, uh, March of uh, of this year, they had first been released in Japan the previous October. Um, also, while it charted in April, Dave Mustaine is fired from Metallica. That's um, cr- crazy because also in March and April. So in March, IBM <laughs> releases the IBM PC XT, <laughs> and in April, Tokyo Disneyland <laughs> opens to the public. Great, Very, yeah. <laughs> you know, I w- that was going to be the next thing I was going to say <laughs> after to saying the after saying Dave Mustaine was fired from Metallica. <laughs> uh, he was replaced by Kirk Hammett, a much better guitarist. Arguably, <clears throat> arguably, <clears throat> is it arguably? I don't know. They're, I don't know either. Probably as good. I haven't listened to that kind of stuff in such a long time. I, but I anyway, know. who yeah. who the fuck is this? Who cares? Oh, right. This is uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners, and this is Come On Eileen, and it spent one week on the charts. And it's their first and only appearance, top of the charts. In the, yeah. in the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. In the U.S. Um, truly a masterpiece of a pop song, in my opinion. Probably the best one-hit wonder of all time. But the whole album is a hidden gem. I listened to it a lot this year. Uh, Dexys is fun because they change their outfits. They're like themed outfits for every single album. This album is the overalls rustic look. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, their first album, they, yeah. they were doing like a track suits. Didn't we talk about this on the podcast? Uh, not this one. I think on the one that got erased. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then... Uh, so <laughs> a lot of familiar conversation for us. Yeah, um, yeah. And their last album that came out in '87, they wore business suits. I wish that the answer. I wish the following 
damn it. I wish that sentence went their last album in 2016. I wish they had kept doing it in like. <laughs> I love how many changes yeah. there are in this song. Oh yeah, like like it changes key, it changes tempo, it changes like everything. That's true. Yeah, everything changes. Well, like, and it's odd instrumentation for everything yeah. else that's yeah. been going on. Just even in the past couple of songs on the charts. Yeah, like, it's completely it, different. It, it melded traditional Irish English instrumentation, a mandolin, a violin, a washboard, water jug, and it's it's lutes. It's really curious to me how that happens. Is there some executive like we got to get this song to the top? Like who is making yeah. this? Like how naturally did like that's crazy to me. That's I, I don't know, but yeah. I, but it's interesting because it's like that uh, kind of instrumentation is traditional stuff with a dancey beat. Right, right. So it's basically like a precursor to, you know, Cotton Eye Joe. And then you get the sing-along. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe. And then you get the sing-along this, right like, here. Yeah, drunk in a pub. Yeah, I love it. Love this part of the song. You know, put your arm around your your mates. That's my favorite Beyonce song. Drunken <laughs> pub. Drunken pub. <laughs> All right, cool. A perfect song, I think. Yeah, it's it's a pretty perfect song. Yeah, excellent. And and really cool voice. One of the coolest yeah, voice ever, yeah. voices ever. Everything about it, it's funny going through. Like what the fuck is that going voice? through this year? How just it it stands out from everything else. Yeah. It's completely different than the other number one yeah. songs, and better than a lot of them, honestly. I think. But Danny, Michael's back. Mike, Mikey's back. <laughs> Mikey's back. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> Hey, beat it! Uh, Mike hey. said beat it to the Dexies kids. That's so, right, and this is beat it, and it spent three weeks on the chart. So we had seven from Michael for Billie Jean, one week of Dexies Midnight Runner, and then back three more. Interesting, and Michael's like, Dexie, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> beat it, kids. Thriller's out. What the fuck are you guys doing with your stupid overalls? It's me, Mike. Put some shoes on and get the fuck out. <laughs> But um, Wild, I so I always thought Beat It was a bigger hit than Billie Jean. I mean, it's relatively close. I guess in terms of I. But you're, you're I right. You're you saying it's. I guess it's a weird. It's weird to say bigger hit just because it spent less time at number one. But yeah. is that how you I define? Mean, that's, that would, yeah, I think that's how you well, exactly unless, define it. <laughs> well, I don't know because because they sold what about singles. Like, like, what about like cultural impact? Uh, never mind. Well, no, but I, they. Are oh, you saying like, who was what sold more? Because they units. were selling singles at that point. Oh, too. oh yeah. We have to look okay. at the, uh, what sold more. Interesting. Um, but anyway, I mean this this song is dope. Dope. I, I think it's underreported that this, the the gong sounding synth intro has like a clear Bruce Lee like uh, dojo vibe. Well, that no, has anybody ever really talked about that? It's very Asian. In the beginning of this yeah. song. Yeah. I always that's what I thought. Well, we did talk about that sound extensively on the bad albums oh, episode because of the synthesizer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that's one of the stock preset sounds on that machine. I never associated that with a gong. The beginning of this? To me, it's like very Asian, yeah. Alright. That's just, hey, that's coming from a guy who loves kung fu. Um, <laughs> you, um, and then, you know, this is obviously very famous for its pop and rock crossover. Well, yeah. the video, the video, as it, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. this video, I was obsessed with it, yes. especially the part where they. Have, they're holding the hands and they have the knives and they twist and around. They twist around yeah, and, yeah they spin around. It's like a they kind of brought back like a West Side Story, but like more yeah. a little edgier. Um, it's guys from Toto on this song. Yes, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that. I was gonna say yeah. it's yeah. backed by Toto, but they kind of dumbed down their band nerd like technical skills for something more straight up rock. 
And then yeah. what do we have here? Mr. Eddie Van Eddie Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Yep. Yep. And um she kills it with the solo. He, which look, he didn't yeah, get paid for. He didn't? He didn't get paid for this. Why? It's like the Super Bowl. It was you just don't get paid. It's just for, it's just like uh for promotion. Kind of. Like it was it was like a Quincy interview I was reading where Eddie they just wanted somebody to to be on it. He was just so fired up to do it. Quincy kept calling him yeah. like to like be a part of to this. Pay him? And he thought no. <laughs> and Eddie thought he kept thinking it was a prank call and kept like hanging up oh, and cursing him out. Yeah. And then he eventually got him in and he just never got paid for it. He was Is just, it like a he, one take solo thing? No. Well it no, actually it took like thirty minutes, they said. Well, but he also I, was I, I know that's not that long. No, but they right. also weren't involved. Like he like they let oh, him. Oh, he sent him yes. he sent yeah, him yeah. the, the to track. Like he worked on it in the room um, by himself. Yeah. No, it's so it's funny. We've been talking about all these rock elements. This is actually the, the most rocking song that hit number one this year. Definitely. I looked through everything, and it's, yeah. this is definitely harder rocking than Toto's Africa. For sure. Yeah. There's no, like, David Bowie, who's a, you know, a rock and roll artist, traditionally didn't do a, a, a rock song this year. And, uh, yeah. Look at the charts. It's true. Pretty, I'm going to make a wild claim here. Yeah. If I had to pick a least favorite song on Thriller, I think it's this one. Uh, I agree with you. If I had to, if I absolutely had to, I'd love this song. Maybe. If I had to Maybe rank, for me too. rank I, I the agree. last place, I think it's this one. Maybe for me too. Just uh, At this point, I, I because I did have that, um, uh, I did think that at one point, like it was my least favorite. I think now I've come around to it. Now I want to hear it again. Right. You know? Maybe The Girl is Mine. I don't the Girl is Mine is not that, I it's a classic love, song, but it's not that great. I have more fun <laughs> listening to that song though than I do. Yeah. Beat it like I because it's humorous to me. Yeah, I agree. I did. I get a lot of joy from it. That's true. <laughs> that right. was his third appearance on on oh. the number ones, by the way. Sorry. So now we got Bowie. Now we're in we're in May now, middle of May. This is May twenty first. David Bowie, let's dance. Let's. Yep, and dance. this spent uh, one week on the charts. This was produced by Niall Rogers of Chic, mm-hmm. um, and also Stevie Ray Vaughan plays guitar on this track. Yes. And it's uh, his first time topping the charts in the 80s. Um, so what do you think about this? This is a guy who like was huge, uh, I mean, a, a British rock god, basically, in the 70s especially. And this is his first time really breaking to U.S. mainstream. Well, and, and, and in such different fashions from and what he was yes, doing. Yes, yeah. like he always was known, but this is top for some he's like become a megastar. Yeah, I was reading that this kind of gave him new fans. Yeah. That, that completely. And that and that ended up kind of being a problem for his next two albums. I, I read about hmm. that. That like... Because well, it was like definitely a purposely more pop... Uh, yeah. yeah, and he tried to shift towards that. And yes, it, like, it didn't, exactly. It didn't, and it didn't work, like commercially, I think. It, like, it just it worked. Like, like oh, for, for his, this first album, but you're saying the next two albums. Well, I think for this. him, he ended up kind of like regretting those two albums, right? Yeah, yeah because they're not great. This is yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, like um, I'm a big Bowie fan. This is pretty much considered like outside of his uh, golden era. Okay, but it's still a solid album. And then his albums after this are usually thought of as, as as pretty bad. Okay, yeah, or it's like a you know not as good as their what he was. Yeah, yeah a lot of like super purists don't love this, but I still and I I love this I album. Love this. It is good. Though. Yeah, I do like it's this a pop album, album a lot. It's good. Yeah, yeah. This, the song is sweet. Yeah, it's one uh, of his it's best. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though it is a pop song, it's still unconventional in a Bowie type of way. Yes. You yes, know. Yes. It still has like the uh, hysterical, heightened, dramatic vocal. I mean, he's still doing his same vocal thing. It's just a little more of a 
four to the floor, easier to dance to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm glad Bowie hit hit the charts because a lot of young, impressionable British lads were doing the Bowie vocal thing, especially in New Wave uh, during this time. So it's good that the uh, forefather could be along with them <laughs> for the glory. <laughs> and also, if you... The version that you know we had in the, the Spotify, the like the longer version, the album version, has an insane sax solo. Did oh, you so listen to it? Maybe that would have charted as the. Oh no, but no, that it's, wouldn't. I see the single version doesn't have a sax solo, right. but the this sax solo is like it, it's like avant garde. It's like Arnett Coleman shit. It's insane. And um. Oh wait. No, I already said I was gonna say Stevie Ray Vaughan again, but I forgot. But and Stevie Ray Vaughan again. But that's just bizarre to me. It is a little bizarre. It, yeah, it's, it's a weird. Um, it's a weird melding because he, he's not known for this type of music and right, whatever. But uh, he did a great job. Yeah, let's keep it yeah, going. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's keep moving. So this is Irene Cara with "What a Feeling" for six weeks on the chart. Now that's a long one. That's a long one. One shorter of Billie Jean. Very long. Um, Irene Cara, she did the song Fame. Hmm. I want to live forever. And she still hasn't died, so she might live forever. We don't know. <laughs> we, we don't know. This is a uh, very famous, pretty much the theme to um, Flashdance. To Flashdance. Pretty much. It pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, yeah, but you... you I mean, it's the name of the song, isn't it? And then it's called yeah. Flashdance. What a feeling is in parentheses. Yes. There's another song people associate with that movie, though, and that's... It's coming up. It's coming up. Um, this is, I think, produced by Giorgio Moroder. Am I wrong? It sounds like it. I didn't I didn't know that, but it does sound like I'm, that would be so. Yes, and if it isn't, it definitely harkens back to his disco tracks from uh, with that he did with Donna Summer. Uh, I think it's one of the best dramatic builds in popular song. That intro is so good, and then it's releases, and it's like a fun dance song. And then when it hits a course, right yeah, here. right here, it's 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 on top. And it feels it feels like aerobics. The song feels like aerobics, big time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love it. This this is so good. And this is during the part in the movie where she's dancing, right? I believe so. And this this is the movie where uh, that started the ice bucket challenge craze. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and uh, she nominated Kevin Bacon and Chris Ben from Footloose and Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> they they raise a lot of money. Yeah, and then nobody picked it up, picked it back up again until uh, Channing Tatum, right? Yeah. And, and Magic Mike. And Magic. Oh, I, I was gonna say Step Up. He wasn't in those, I guess. Maybe he was. I don't know. Yeah, he was. He Great. dances a lot. He's he loves to dance. Uh, what do you think, Danny? I love this song. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I got. I love her vocals. The, you hit it on the head with the aerobics thing. It feels like um, aerobics. The uh, J Lo had a song in a video that paid tribute to the movie Flashdance. To fl- I forget what song it was, but she basically she like remade the big dance scene. It was called Flash Titty. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Flash ass. Flash ass. Flash ass yeah, for J-Lo. Yeah, because... I think we can move we on. We all want to yeah, see it. I don't really have anything else with this we song. We all want to see it. Oh, uh, so now this is the God. longest charting song. This is... Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Eight weeks. Yeah, eight weeks. Holy this, shit. This, yeah, this is the biggest one. So... Every wh- Breath You wh- Take... So when did this... I need to know. When did this chart? Okay. So this is Every Breath You Take by the Police. It's July 9th, and then it ended the week of August 27th. That was one creepy summer. <laughs> Summer of Creep. Summer of Sam? No. 
Uh, Could have been good for Summer of Sam. Could have been good for Summer of Sam. <laughs> so right. you made the claim before that Billie Jean may be the song that you've heard the most, you know, that you've listened to. Yes. yes. I have a claim to make for all of us. Okay. Or that I think that this is the the song that we've all heard the most on accident. Like uh, maybe I've just heard like in stores yeah. on the radio. Yeah. Like, and this is is one of the most played songs ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's it, almost it's almost like Sting is watching us all the time. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, and plus, and also how it was used in the sample. You know, in the future, like you just oh, hear yeah. that riff. Yes. Of Missing you, yeah. Diddy. Diddy, I mi- we miss Diddy. <laughs> we, I, I miss Puff Daddy. Yeah, I miss. Well, now he's called. Uh, Something love, right? I think I really? saw that. Daddy yeah. love or bro- no brother love? Brother love. His name is brother love <laughs> now. Yes. It Did is. he not see how Snoop Lion worked out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. This guy's been changing his name for a That's long true. time. So, um, I wish I love. I like when people change their names. I think this is kind of up there with Dexie's Minute Writer of um, perfect, like a perfect. Oh my song. god, a perfectly constructed song. Yeah. yeah. Has like two different bridges. Like this part is only happens once, and and then the other bridgey part only happens once. Love it. And yeah, it's just that it, guitar riff. It, and that's what I'm gonna say. It showcases every member of the police, like very well. Like yeah. they're all doing what they do at the top of their game. Yeah, I think and at the time it was getting mistaken for being like like a love, love song. song right? Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know. But even to me, it doesn't sound like. I guess it sounds like a ballad. Yeah. yeah, but it, uh, I don't know. But I'm a lighthearted guy usually, you know. But I love songs that create a subtle, uneasy, tense atmosphere. Which is, this song does very well. It's very subtle. It's not like super creepy, but it so, has a similar mood to like what uh, Billie Jean creates. Yes, sparse instr- instrumentation, but driving rhythm and droning string synth in the background to give it a darker texture. Also, during this uh, this month, so during August. David Crosby is sentenced by a judge in Dallas to five years in prison on uh, drug and weapon possession charges. And Paul Simon marries Carrie Fisher. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. Um, and then also the Rolling Stones signed a new $20 million contract with CBS Records, the largest recording contract wow. in history at the time. Wow. So. Also that month, um, American West Airlines begins operations out in Phoenix, Arizona and Las Vegas, <laughs> Nevada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Another I, thing about this song is I think it really kind of um, it paves the way for Sting's solo career, mm-hmm. like as opposed to all the other police yes. big kind of songs. He goes yeah. way more in this direction. This yeah. is like, yeah. hey guys, here's what's coming for the next 15 years. <laughs> like, I love I love Sting's vocals. It's, yeah. It, you know, it has that controlled desperation of a, so- a sociopath. <laughs> All right, I think we can move on. <laughs> but uh, big song. Sting, gotcha, buzz. All right, now we're at September 3rd, 1983. Brandon, right, what do we got? One week. Sweet dreams are made of this. This. Uh, this made is of this. Eurythmics. Um, oh, my dad had this CD when I was growing up, like the album. And uh, this is before I really knew how to read. And mm-hmm. so that spelling of that word, Eurythmics, yeah. I thought it was like... Arithmetic, like I thought that's, <laughs> I thought that's what the name of the band was. Yeah, and then and then well, I they're saw ba- they're basically math rock. Yeah. <laughs> so Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart um, were a couple. Oh, I didn't know they in actually... the band prior to this called the Tourists, which I wish I would have known because I named one of my bands the Tourists oh. yeah, in college. Damn. Um, <laughs> but yes, they were so they were dating to a certain point, and I think this was around the time where they were 
working together but not dating anymore. And okay. they, they were having arguments in the studios, and I guess she was having like a kind of de- a depressive bout. Okay. And then she just kind of saw the light and got positive, and they kind of just like made this like very quickly. Like she, impro- it, she improvised the keyboard part over oh, really? the beat that he made, and and then they just kind yeah, of did it. Yeah, it's a truly sinister synth riff. I I love that. I love that thing. It and I also like it feels like the underground electro pop. Like cracking the mainstream. I don't, it doesn't sound like. Yeah. It sounds like something from the underground because the Sims are like really warm and gritty. Yeah. I love the sound of the Sims in there. They're, they don't sound like too polished. No. Like, they, like a lot of 80s music right. uh, sounds like later. And Annie Lennox is one of the best pure white <laughs> British soul singers. Jeez. No, I'm saying like she's one of the best. I think white she's, singers. I think she's one of the best well, vocalists. You said pure white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I meant pure soul, but it kind of got mixed up there. Uh, but definitely one of the best outside of the golden era of soul. Like she's she's does like electronic pop, but she has a straight up soul voice. Oh well, and she can do anything though. I mean, like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack where she yes. does all that. Like she's yes. incredible. She can't do more than just soul. But yeah. I'm saying, you know, I know what you I know what you mean. She's, she's an Aretha. She's, she's fucking. That's what you're saying. She's a pure white like Aretha or. Uh, Gladys Knight, uh, Patti LaBelle. You say urethra? Urethra. Yeah, J- James Brown. <laughs> Pure white. Uh, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. great song. Great oh, song. and we, it's funny you said Sinister because uh, Marilyn Manson famously covered this song. Yeah. I mean, this song, is that that is a scary riff. Yeah. Right? That's cool. It's cool. So, speaking of the movie Flashdance. Going back to Flashdance now. Uh, and we have... Michael Sambello with Maniac, which spent two weeks on the chart. This is September 10th and September 17th weeks. Um, at this time, the members of KISS show their faces without their makeup for the first time on MTV. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is simultaneous with the release. What maniacs? <laughs> yes, talking about maniacs. They look like maniacs. Yeah. September 19th? Yeah, that's well. That, the 18th is when the kiss thing happened, but yeah. The that. 18th, yeah, I got. <laughs> you know, also on September 18th, U.S. heavy metal band Kiss officially appears in public without makeup for the first time on MTV. Oh, nice, cool. Wow, what maniacs! <laughs> also on September 9th, Saint Kitts and Nevis becomes an independent state. So congrats, happy birthday to them. Do you so, guys? I think I. I think I like this one better. Than, I love this than, song. Than, than really? Flash dance. Yeah, I, I like, love this song I, lo- too. I think I they're both pretty excellent. But yeah, this one is, uh, it's it's maniacal. It's great. I first heard this song when Chris Farley sung it in Tommy Boy. Do you, <laughs> okay. know, do you know the scene I'm talking no, about? I, I've never watched those. He movies. like he's getting hosed down. Really? Never? No. I I never watched Chris Farley stuff, Adam Sandler stuff, That's, Jim Carrey stuff. Like oh man, of the nineties. I know. You must have been like just really sad a lot. I watched like, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the kids shit, you know. It's terrible. Um, yeah, he's getting like sprayed down with a hose, <laughs> and, he's, and he's just like dancing, and he just starts singing this song. It's a very fun, very Excellent. funny scene. Yes. Definitely harkening back to the actual movie Flashdance. <laughs> the uh, riff, he riffs vocally. It's, yes. Yeah. And also, so especially here. Yeah. Like the chords are very unconventional in this song for oh, such a big God. hit. It's very cool. So Sambello was a. A jazz fusion guitarist who played on Stevie Wonder records, um, and uh, yeah, this song this this falls into the category of songs that I've you've 
heard your whole life, but not until we started doing we research. We never really paid attention to it. Seriously. Yeah. Because, like, I this is so cool. This is much cooler than I ever thought that it was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I very much like this song. It's it's very repetitive, but I don't care. Like It's more intricately arranged and composed than you think for, like, an over-the-top, silly synth, heavy song. And this oh, part this sounds part. like chopsticks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And bang, bang, I always bang, in my bang, head bang, merge. Bang. He's a maniac, maniac. Yeah. And it just might be a lunatic you're looking for. I always go with the <laughs> yeah. Billy Joel there. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I fuse those two things together. I, I think vocally, he kind of sounds like Kenny Loggins a bit. Yes. Yeah. I definitely felt I that can, Loggins touch. I can hear that little guitar solo here. Yeah, the guitar solo, obviously, way better than it needs to be. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. insane. Um, I love when that happens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, he's just <laughs> having fun all over this track. Um, like, this is absurd. Eddie Vet, uh, not Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Vedder. Yeah. Eddie Ved Halen. Eddie yeah. Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> Tread Halen. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah, let's move on. Great song. Great song, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, we're back on Joel. Billy's back. Silly Billy. Uh, yeah, seriously. This is Tell Her About It. Spent one week on the chart. So, um, this is Billy Joel's second appearance. Topping the charts. Probably my least favorite of the Innocent Man singles, personally. Sorry, Billy, but after the Nylon Curtain episode, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. He did some better work the year before. Yeah, just in general, this, I, this whole Billy era, I don't like this yeah. album. I don't love it. It's it's for great. It's extremely Grandpa and Dan. <laughs> What's that? And Dan. Oh, Dan, you love it. I'm sorry. I've never listen. I we know this from the Grandpa from, Dan loves it from uh, from the Nylon Curtain episode. We know I've never dug into Joel, and Nylon Curtain didn't do it enough for me where I want to really dig into Joel. I can tell you though, I, I would probably love this album. <laughs> It's not bad. I, this yeah. is this song itself. I, I'm not really into. I I wish this like I wish Uptown Girl was the number one hit. I can't also, believe it's not. I think it's that's the one that's actually like uh, held up in terms of popularity. I, I feel like that's yes. like his big song yes. from this era. Oh yeah, I always thought that was a bigger hit than this one. Yeah, this yeah. one kind of faded away. Interesting. Yeah, and keeping the faith I like better than this yeah. one, uh, even though that video is insane. <laughs> Anything uh, from this time period? Um, of note? Not yet. No. Uh, this is September 24th when this charted. Cool. Yeah. Let's let's move on. I yeah, hate this. This song I'm, sucks. And I'm <laughs> I'm joled out after yeah. talking about Joel so much. Um, I like that song. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's so this fine. is uh, Bonnie Tyler with Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, Ooh, excellent. This is so. Uh, there's a category of songs. These Love like this yeah, dramatic. I really like. The so songs. I think Flashdance is one. Yeah, this yeah. is one. Uh, Take my breath away. Like these big Ooh. '80s, just like power. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, quintessential songs for sure from the '80s. Every part is perfectly epic. This is this is a big sing along. This is a huge yes. sing along. Um, it builds too. It builds to a climax and then it goes back down to a gentler resolution. Yeah, it's it so great. It's like it yeah. keeps building. Yeah. Uh, powerful. Then it's like it's 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 all of October at this point. This uh, really this is four weeks. It's most of October. Yeah, four weeks. Yeah. It sounds like a Halloween song a little bit, right? It keep, Ish. I think it's you a little can, spooky. Well, do you want to know why? It was written by Jim Steinman, right. who wrote all the Meatloaf music. The man ah. behind Meatloaf. And honey, you can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can hear uh, Meatloaf singing this. Yes. So and that, I think he's done a version of this song, too. I'm sure he has. It, it was, yeah. 
Bonnie Tyler, was she always a solo artist or was she in a... This is her, I think, when she first came out. Okay. Yeah. I'm, she wasn't in like a band I'm or not something? Sure, or, actually. Uh, okay. I know she's also not British or American. She's like some European shit. Okay. Nice. Right. See, like, I love how this keeps going, this building, and then afterwards, when the actual hook comes in, is this. Yeah. I mean, that's such a Steinman staple. A Steinman staple. It's dramatic. It's fun. It's for the stage. So what? Meant um, for the stage. What does that mean? Total eclipse of the heart. It means we are being completely blocked out. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It's a great visual. That I I can't put in my head. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anyway, that's good. We can keep going. Oh man. Two. Um. This is just so feel good. So we have Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton with Islands in the Stream and they spent two weeks on the charts. This song was written by Barry Gibb, um, the Bee Gees in general. Um, They had uh, struggled to find keeping the disco sound relevant, so they were writing music. They they also wrote um, Barbra Streisand's song that charted on the other episode, right? Yeah. Um, I Am a Woman in Love. Yes. Um, there was some. Oh, it was written for. I, I read this somewhere. Did I write it down? Oh, it was written intended for Marvin Gaye. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because like these are two oh, God, I love country it. dynamos at the height of their power. But this isn't really a country song. No. It, and this is the first time like a country. Well, no, sorry. They both charted earlier at the top of the charts. But this is the first time. I don't know. It's one of the first times like, a country artist has topped the charts in okay. the 80s. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, it's because it's not really a country song. It's just a good yeah. Bee Gees flavored yeah. pop, uh, pop song. And I, their voices are just so good on this song. Like, yeah. Another song where I've kn- I've known it, but now I, I have a much deeper appreciation for it. And then the uh, very, very famous remake, obviously, uh, and sample. Ghetto by, uh, Superstar. By Maya, right? Maya and... I mean, Praz. <laughs> I mean, Praz. I mean, Praz is on there, too. Don't yeah, forget. Yeah. One of the best. Superstar. Yeah, she what? has one of the, the funnest voices Listen, of all time. I like Ghetto Superstar better. Oh, come on. Definitely. <laughs> I think she she has the, the purest version of that, like, stereotypical twangy vibrato. Like, she's got the best version of that. Yeah. Listen to her voice. Yeah, Listen. Oh, yeah, so it's just there. It's raw. It's, it's very pretty raw. And, and raw, but cute. And I think we talked about it's like it's on um, the verge of like, it's so sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. good. We love and, her voice. We're gonna we're gonna jizz her. So pants. now we're gonna stop listening to it. Yeah, it's yeah. not really not really my thing. Let's keep going. Wow, uh, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, all night long. Just so big in the eighties. All night long. Richie, all over the eighties. Four weeks. Now, what is the actual title? Which word is in parentheses? It's so it's all night long, inf- then all night in parentheses. All night okay. in parentheses. So which is like one of the most redundant uh, <laughs> titles <laughs> ever. So it's we no- get it. November 12th, and then it ends the week of December 3rd. 
Nice. So November fun. 3rd, you said? <laughs> December 3rd. No, November 12th to uh, December 3rd. Oh, my birthday, actually. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Davey. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, on December 2nd, Michael Jackson's Thriller video is aired on MTV for the first time. Wow. Cool. Um, Some music news that I've, I found. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have that written down? No. Um, now I'm just thinking like how... Um, you know, it's nice. You know, some people like to prepare for the show and not just read the internet as you know. I, as we're recording, but, I have a um, lot of notes. No, it's fine. Um, I, I wrote this mid-tempo, but super rhythmic, polyrhythmic, but got a communal sing-along vibe. Oh, did you write that on the Wikipedia page or? No, I wrote that on my little note page. <laughs> I, also, I'm not a major Lionel fan, but this is one of uh, one of the songs that rises to the status for me. Yeah, this is an excellent. You one. know, yeah, like, this is really good. This is legendary to me. Yeah. Also, uh, during this time, Quiet Riot's Metal Health album tops the U.S. charts. The first heavy metal album to hit number one in America. Wow. Quiet. That's so metal. What, what is it? Metal Health? Yeah. That's, that's, the, name, that's the name of the that's album. Pretty good. Yeah. They, 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 they definitely need a chararity like that, like some like charity benefit <laughs> concert. Metal Health. So this song has like that island. Oh my god. Caribbean. Yeah. Oh, well, Jamaica. that's weird because we just came off of Islands in the Stream. Guys, and it's winter on the charts. People, People were just wanting summer. They want summer. Please bring it back. This is actually, yeah, the song came out and was charting at the uh, at the perfect time. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> this song came out before Little Mermaid, but it reminds me of something that Sebastian the Crab would sing. Wow, second Sebastian reference this episode. <laughs> Will we get a number three? <laughs> uh, the closing, or the middle African break part, uh, is very reminiscent of Wanna Be Starting Something. Yeah. Even down to the use of horns, and we, uh, is, is this the uh, the main uh, the main breakdowns probably coming up soon? Yeah, we'll get yeah. to that, and then we'll move also, on. Also, wait, yeah. I thought something. It's interesting that the title is all night long because it feels like the perfect end of the night song. It feels like things are shutting down, you know? Yeah. Yes. I, this like has been played like the last song at weddings a lot. I think so. Right? That's very interesting. I don't yeah. know why. This feels like it's a good, it's like not too yeah. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very rhythmic. Right. That's, but it's called All Night Long. It feels like Everyone's, it's just closing it down. It just confuses everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? All night long. Good night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, that whole part <laughs> there just sounds like bowing music. Like, goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, so now fun song. We're not gonna go all night long. We're gonna go, we're just gonna say 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 one more thing. Oh, and here we have Paul McCartney and some other guy doing say say say. Yeah, some other guy. So does this uh, fall over into twenty into uh, twenty into uh, twenty eighteen? This actually will cross over into okay uh, the next year nineteen eighty four. So, so for now, be- it's yeah. It's uh, the final four weeks of '83. Yeah, final four weeks. Um, well, it's not really a fourth week in '83. It's December 31st. Right, is the fourth week. Gotcha. The beginning of it. Um, so, unfortunately, during this time, is a pretty cool song. But unfortunately, um, on Christmas Day, Mar- this is when Marvin Gaye. This is when George Michael died. <laughs> that, that's right. It was Christmas Day. Well, he dies in. No, 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 no. Sorry. He. he um, he does the following year. Sorry, spoiler. Anyway, but Marvin Gaye gives his father as a Christmas present an unlicensed Smith and Weston uh, caliber pistol, um, so that oh, wait, really? his, so that his father could protect himself from intruders. 
And then we'll and then find later, out in 1984 what happens. Uh, later. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Um, very sad. But yeah, he gave him that gun on Christmas Day in 88. He said he gave it to his dad and he said, listen, you have one year to return this if it doesn't work. So Damn. make sure you test it one year by one year from today. So the saddest. Also during Christmas time. Wait, did, that did, I'm sorry. That didn't happen on Christmas though, right? Did he, that he, he got gave shot? him the gun on Christmas No, but I mean that, that he got no, shot. No, in April, it's I in think. A few, it's a few months okay, later. I was going to say, that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also around Christmas time, a propane explosion in Buffalo, New York kills five firefighters and two civilians. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, firefighters aren't civilians. <laughs> uh, John Pope... Pope John Paul Jr. Uh, <laughs> Pope John Paul Jr. visits uh, Rabibia prison to forgive this, his would-be assassin, Mehmet Ali Akka. Very forgiving man. What so, do you think of this song? I was just going to say, do you want to talk about this song? I'm kind of whatever. Yeah, I'm I love this song. I'm kind of whatever on this song. Oh, really? Yeah. It's one of my favorites, yeah, I, I think. Like really? Song. Yeah. I like it. I don't mean, but... I, I, I like that they have like the the white verse for Paul and then like the the black pre-chorus thing for Michael. Like <laughs> this guitar is so like so funky. It's it's better than the girl is mine. Oh, I'll, clearly I'll, better. I'll yes. say that. Definitely. Clearly better. Yeah. This was this was on Paul's album, right? And yes. Paul wrote yeah. this one. I think Michael wrote the girl is mine. It sounds like Michael. It sounds like Michael may have had a little bit of input on this though. That pre-chorus just maybe arrangement-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting? MJ and Paul are 16 years apart. It seems like a lot, like a lot for than I thought. For um, I thought no, they would be like closer like, in age. For like singing duos, singing partners, yeah, that is pretty far. It's I'd pretty say. far apart. Yeah. Also, Paul says goodbye, girl. See you never. <laughs> it sounds like a very scorned modern <laughs> teenager. <laughs> I love that. Great. So, so uh, there you goodbye, girl. See you never to our fans. To 1983. To 1983. No. Oh, I was going to say to our fans. We're not Sorry, I meant, I meant the year. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it sounds better. Do you... Um, all right. So how do we want to do this? We're going to... We're Let's do our... Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Let's do our biggest shocker first, maybe. You want, I'll, let me talk some trends real quick. Okay. Uh, so you have Dancy Pop. With Let's Dance and tell her about it. We have world, worldly pop, all night long, Africa, very rhythmic, very Caribbean. Yeah. Um, electric as hell pop, I wrote, Maniac and Flashdance, and movie songs. Electric as hell pop? Yeah, this, <laughs> the, you can tell like electronic uh, is, is really coming into the mainstream here. Uh, movie songs, Flashdance and Maniac, both from Flashdance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of like movie songs that topped the charts in the 80s. Yeah. A lot, a yes. lot. So yeah, what um, what wasn't this? So what's your what's your guys' top threes? Do you think about it? Do you want to start with that? Do you want to start or, top threes, or, or do, do we want to oh, do shocker and? Okay, yeah, do shocker and worst. Okay. We're all doing the shocker uh, hand symbol. <laughs> what is it? Two in the two in the rear. Whatever you want. One it's in the... whatever you want it to be. Okay. Well, but that is not the standard approach. No. <laughs> I would I would say this this is tricky for me. The biggest mm-hmm. shocker, I guess, when I really think about it, would be um, the Patty Austin and James Ingram song. Not because of the quality of the song, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't that's, know. Uh, I said I said the same exact thing because I only knew it existed this year. Yeah, I never knew about the song before. 
I guess any song that really doesn't, you know, maintain its popularity, it's a little bit shocking. I don't know, right? That's what yeah. I. That's what I took from. Well, uh, come Definitely. on, Aileen makes more sense to me. I hear like right. It could be well. I Listen, mean, that's a shock. That's a shocker. No, no, I'm saying, but like that because that only was there for one week. So like, oh, I see what you're saying. Main just in terms of. Oh, I'm now. saying now. I see what I'm you're saying, saying right now. Like I'm, yeah, because that song doesn't. It's not like a. You're not gonna hear that on the radio a hundred times a day. No, in the lobby songs you will. Right. I think the, the the only other shocker for me, I guess, was down under. I never realized how big of a hit uh, it okay. was, just because yeah. it's a little silly sounding for like. Oh well, silly is good for the no, charts. No, I know. I love. I I love that, but I I didn't really. I and I knew it was a a big song. I didn't know it was as big as it was. Right. I think you guys will be shocked at what I was shocked by. What. Um. I had no idea Say 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 was that, that big of a hit. That's another one, Yeah, too. that makes I, sense, too. I, I, yeah, I had that's no, another one. I, I, I kind of thought it was like a back catalog, like deeper Michael cut or like a, like, like a Paul song. Like I, I didn't know that. Right. That's a, uh, there is a man, right? Oh, uh, that's not how that song goes. How's it go? It's like, there's a man. That's the, oh, yeah, the, okay. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I, um, there is an even deeper cut of Paul and Michael together on Pipes of Peace. The same album, same right? Album. Yeah, same that's album. the song I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know, but you, you There's say... There's a man. I know. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But you sang something that didn't exist, though. You sang... Okay, I'm like, singing <laughs> another song by either Paul or Michael, and I got them confused. Anyways, yeah, Say 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 did not know his number one song, and for several weeks, I had no idea. Yeah. I hadn't heard that song up until, like, I did my, I think, my Michael deep dive in high school. I, I really didn't know. I heard it on the radio. I heard it on the radio. I don't think I did. On my transits or radio. Uh, what's the worst song of the year? Tell her about it. Tell her about it. That's two. Votes <laughs> oh for tell her about it. Immediately. It wins. You guys are going to hate this. What do you, you say? You guys are going to hate my pick. Come Just on, Eileen. No. Oh. No, no, no way. Okay. You know I love that. Um, Islands in the Stream. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, it didn't. You don't like their vocals, right? Not really. No. Okay, interesting. No, no. They're not really country. Not really. The melody is good. Um, the song is I, I don't know. that good, I, though. I, it's maybe it's unfortunate that I definitely heard Ghetto Superstar first. Uh-huh. For I think you just need to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, I listen. Listen, going through this. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> going through this, I really tried to zone in on the songs I didn't know that much about. Right. So I listened yeah. to that song a lot. Keep it, it a little di- more. It didn't get any better. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting better. I don't no, get it. it was, yeah, the vocals and. I just like Ghetto Superstar better. Okay, so we have That's two fine. two yeah. picks for Tell Her About It and one pick for The Wrong Song. So Tell Her About <laughs> It. Well, I mean, so it's the worst. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I like so, Tell Her About It. Let's do... Uh, so let's do our top threes. I think we should do them individually rather, rather than round robin. Because so we can so definitively <laughs> Tell Her About It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> that would not be an easy thing for so many people. I like, like every single like, song, you guys song it like on it's this It's so chart? obvious that it's like the well, worst song. <laughs> really? I like every single song on the chart a lot, except for that song. Yeah, I would <laughs> listen really to them that's all true, like, leisurely. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, so, uh, since I'm the oldest, <laughs> like that thing he does in the beginning, you know which wait, one? I'm gonna put, sun no, boy. Wait, I, I'm putting that back on just for that because he goes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, maybe we should have some background music. Actually, someone touched him. Someone, someone poked him in the in, in his ribs. We're going to put this song on repeat now for the rest of the episode. Oh okay. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yeah. The one that wins worse will keep <laughs> rolling on. So uh, here's my top three. I'm the oldest. 
Uh, no, we go in reverse order this time. We went, okay. Sorry, you yeah, go. No, Dan, Dan goes. goes. So give me, give but us I, your wait, top three. I think we should, yeah do your top three. Like you I, want, I you don't, don't want to do no because I want to get a better glimpse at you because I think we kind of we want to know about you. All yeah, right, I'll go from <laughs> about you. I'll go three, two, and then one. That sounds great. Did you guys do r- three, did you guys, one, two? Did you guys rank it or did you just pick three? Dan, don't worry about us. No. What does that do, mean? Oh, do no, you, Danny? Do you? That's a real question. Yes, I ranked it. You ranked it, Dan. Just focus on you. God, answer my fucking question seriously. God damn it. No, rank it, rank it. Go from three to one. Rank it, rank it, rank it. Okay. Rank that shit, rank it. I put Africa third. Africa by Toto. Okay. Love it. Um, has a special place for me with, uh, I performed it in high school, as we talked about, and I also performed it in college. Um, guys, I mean, just based on what we said at the beginning of the show, you guys are going to hate this one. I picked Maneater second. <laughs> I oh, love, yeah. I love Maneater. And um, favorite songs, Billie Jean. Oh, my God. Yeah. Billie Jean's number one, always. Uh, always. Let's hang that over to. That's Michael Jackson, Brandon, Billie Jean, Hollow Notes, yeah. Maneater, Toto Africa. That's Junior. my top three. Nice. So okay. I didn't know, I wasn't really sure how to approach this because, you know, to be fair, Africa, Billie Jean, you know, would be on my list because I like them more in my life. Like, they're actually songs that I lo- like, that I know that I love. But yeah. Mm-hmm. In this process, Mm. Has been a little bit of discovery for me. Yeah, of course. Rediscovery. Rediscovery. So, so my top three is going to be a mixture of those two things. So I'm okay. going to say that my number three favorite song on this list is Africa. <laughs> also. Nice. My number two is Islands in the Stream. Wow. And my number one is Maniac. Interesting. That is wild. I wanted to include Maniac Bad. I really did. It, it's, I really uh, love that song. Yeah, it, I love it too. Yeah, I think it's yeah. amazing too. Uh, this is what I went for. Like, I think these are all perfect songs. Number three, Every Breath You Take. I like. Wow. I like the. Approach. Number two, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Number one, Come On Eileen. I just think they're yeah. all compositionally amazing. Yep. And Com- I love them all too. Come On Eileen was very close to making it into, uh, into my top as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I I completely agree with your assessment. But th- there was some overlap there, so should we go that way? Should we say Africa Africa wins? I guess Africa kind of wins, yeah. If we were to, were to extend the rankings, we could see even more yeah. of how, but for now, Africa wins. Yeah, Billy for Jean, now, Africa for wins. Now, Africa wins. <laughs> yeah, for now. Song it's the only one that hit. That the only one that's guys, in all of our lists. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. it's not my list, but... It's in two of our lists. It's in two of your lists. I also think that it really kind of pinpoints the era. Like, Billie Jean is a little bit more timeless of a sound. Yeah, Even true. though that, that really should be in my top three, but yeah. I'm not putting it there. Just I fine. love that song, but yeah. it's, you know, it's it's uh, it's very overplayed. Yeah. Still a great song, though. All right, well. I think uh, I think we we did it. We'll be back at some point to do... Uh, the year's over. 1984, because that's the year that comes next. <laughs> I'll tell you what happens on December 31st. Brunei gains independence from United Kingdom, and two bombs explode in France. One on the Paris train kills three and injures 19. The other in Marseille station kills two and injures 34. It's a great note to end on. Happy New Year! (laughs) Thank you uh, for listening. This has been 1983. I'm Big Fat Danny. I'm Big Brand Branny. And I'm Big Bone Dave. Is this Tracks on Tracks on Tracks, by the way? It's not. This okay. is 80s on 80s on 80s. Okay. And um, I, think, I think we should just, I think, listen. Okay, listening. I think we should do every year. Ever. 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 <laughs> I'm down. I'm also 90s, down. 90s, 100%, 70s for sure. I want to do 
it all. And is 2000s. It, this is a Dan and Brave exclusive. You heard it here. We're doing every year. Every year that music was recorded. Okay. Every year there was a chart. This this chart. Maybe not 50s. <laughs> no, I think we should. All right. Maybe eventually. That, that'll be maybe we, eventually. That sounds we, not enjoyable for me. <laughs> I won't enjoy that. That'll be when we have enough people to have a Patreon. Speaking okay. of, <laughs> please review us. Please review us. If you want to mail me some money too, that would that would be good. Just send like an. We're envelope. gonna send you Danny's Venmo link. <laughs> Hit him up with some come. Or just mail income. me cash. That's safer. Really it's safe. a, it's cash a safer is the way. best Christmas money present, orders, right? Please. That you never get. <laughs> right, you always get fucking gift cards. Cash uh, in a box would be so much fun too. That's just a fun <laughs> gift. It's a funny gift, and it's definitely the best gift. Definitely. Very usable. Good All night. Right. Good night, everybody. All right. Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Bye, bye, bye. And the rest. <laughs>